some contractions can can flatten you and others you can ride in a way or I don't know maybe all of them are the same and it's your response to them or your readiness for them or your willingness to go with it that makes the difference between suffering from them or getting somewhere yeah. so Elsa B. Melandry is a visual artist living in Brooklyn Cape Town and a mother of four she has a clearer than most understanding of pain and the strange alchemy of creativity that can transform it. And so this is called second first breath and it's it's also reflecting about on, on things being apart and then together. Um, not just different people being separate but also being separate from yourself and then finding yourself finding ourselves no 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 that's too cliche but finding your different parts and i don't know centering or something we sat in elsby's home studio which was subject to all the clamor and noise of her busy working class neighborhood with its mostly bare white walls and cold floors and the flood of natural light it felt both austere and serene and somehow possible here to yield to the conversation that I was having, rather than the one I had forecast in my mind. When March happened, and it became clear that everything is stopping and something very different is coming, we kind of drawn to inclement weather, and it felt similar. It felt like something, something very big and something challenging is happening, and it's like it, there's this there's something alluring about it. So, you know, like a storm. There's a storm coming, it, it might wreak some havoc, and, but, but also there was, there, I had anticipation for it. This is Saying Goodbye, a series of conversations with Cape Town business owners and innovators cultural architects, anchors, and ordinary folks who have, in ways big and small, meant something to us. It's a chance to celebrate what we love most and to mourn what we've lost so abruptly in the wake of COVID-19. I'm your host, writer, poet, and Cape Town transplant, Haley Gaunt. This is Saying Goodbye. So if I think of the pandemic and where we stay, how much we've been impacted, it's it's been mostly good things to lose. And I've, I'm thinking back on Marie Kondo, where you say thank you and goodbye to things and let them go. Mm. And that you, you lose a thing, but you gain more space or you gain freedom from it or whatever it is. That's been more my experience um, with losing things. This was mostly not a conversation about mourning something, but about how losing might lead to a long overdue inventory of what is useful and what's merely getting in the way. We've sorted out the studio space. Before there was this big table, it mm. wasn't really right for me, it was a little bit too tall. Um, and actually I prefer working on the floor. So now we've got the space, we've sorted through a lot. We, we sold some things now, we've 
pass it on. And also some ideas. I've um, also got confound some ideas that I had were not even uh, legitimate. There was this one idea that I, I don't know how much you can use of this, but I just wanted to tell. We talked about the mystery of disappointment, how sometimes it torments us, while other times we can take it in our stride. In Elsabee's case, it was the strange anticlimax of a solo art exhibition in September, which took place over a few weeks that spanned Level 2 and Level 1 lockdown. It was an event she seemed to quickly accept and digest, assimilating its lessons. And also the other thing about loss, that it's, that it's often used as a, you know, like a narrative device to make you more aware of what, what you do have and what you, what, um, what you could lose. And it just it, um, probably makes you aware of the value of it. So, so if this wasn't about wrestling with loss in our midst, what was I doing here? At first, I wondered, but then it became clear that although she may not be afflicted at the moment, Elsabi knows a lot about loss and grieving. And in fact, her careful study of it through her art has given her a critical distance, which makes her a sort of expert witness on the topic. So in the, in, in the creative process, it feels like events or things that happen can go can go any direction and it's the way in which you meet it that that makes it into a series of drawings or yeah becomes a, a hindrance to coming into the studio so i think maybe there was a discipline to um to kind of jump with the, with the <laughs> waves as they come past. Mm-hmm. The, the, mm, tide? The tide or the, mm. like the Current. crosswinds. Okay. Yeah, the crosswinds mm-hmm. and, and, and be able to, <laughs> to do a quick, a quick change. Yeah. Um, there was another, I, I did a, another drawing which ended more, much more, um, gentle than I had in mind, but um, the idea of pivoting and repivoting and what we do physically with that with that idea and and sometimes it's just thrown around. You know, you, you need to pivot to these new requirements and moving goalposts and you know, um, yeah, it becomes a physicality. That's very visual. Yeah, that's really I think amazing to have that image of. A strong wind and actually using the wind to go in a different direction and how it is just our kind of posture that launches us forward or kind of makes us stumble around and yeah. I think you have been embodying all of these things I mean just looking around in your space it's like well this is a really different space than than I've experienced before it feels just very open and definitely feels like a new season yeah. for you. Yeah, it feels like that. It does. Mm. <laughs> I didn't want to press her, but I was still curious about the personal, 
about whether or not she could still access it. What was it like to produce art throughout the stages of lockdown? To cope with the intense insularity of a full household while trying to prepare for a future reality in which a public exhibition would be possible. I mean, there were times where I thought, how is this supposed to work? How is this? How can, how can I do all of this? And it seemed impossible. Um, but like be a mother and yeah. an artist and yeah. do it all under one roof all the time. Yeah. And mm. make things and not neglect the children and um, be present for them, be present for this. Uh, it seems like an impossibility, but maybe I, I just wonder if the if the kind of dogged is that the right word um, kind of very persistent optimism around it, this survival strategy to to find a way of of navigating it. Um, It's definitely the, um, the income suffered. Mm. Um, how, how am I supposed to make money and have the kids all the time and maybe teach them something because otherwise it will put them 10 years back and, um, you know, and sleep. What is certain is that we don't need perfect circumstances to be productive. Is it in spite of the fact that there were limitations or because of those limitations that Elsa B. was able to tap into a rich vein of creativity and pull something forth? And because she could do this, we now have an artifact that speaks to loss at this particular moment in time. With this last exhibition, I, I knew about it for many, many months, but I hadn't found what I wanted to work with yet. And then... There was a news clip of uh, an event that took place in China in May where a son, a man, a Chinese man who was separated from his parents when he was two and a half. Um, 32 years later, his mother eventually tracked him down. Rafael is two and a half. At first I couldn't even look at that. I, I saw it and I realized what it was about and I didn't even have the what it took to to look at it and actually confront it. And then eventually I thought this is... Uh, yeah, I just started looking at it. And I, I, it's a short little clip and I started taking screenshots of it and painting it and drawing it. And then that became the exhibition. And I only worked on it the last ma- month or so before the show. So the thing about it was that it it deals with with the idea of loss the, the the most hectic possible loss, but then very much also with with hope and with that off chance that something actually can happen that you hope for. So with everything, I know you you don't want to moan about yeah. what you've lost, and maybe and that's not where you're at now. Like you've moved beyond that after having the experience of a public event, a gallery. Mm-hmm opening of your work which is meant to be shared when you don't have the feedback when you don't have the external validation how did you 
work through that. And we maybe just describe a little bit of the experience of your opening. Normally there would be an opening event where there would be lots of people, people that you know and love and haven't seen for a while and not having it has made me more aware of its function and and so at the moment it just feels quite funny that you have this public thing that's open but um, that that's accessible but every time I was there it was basically just me and the work and I know other people went but at different times so in a way it feels it, it feels appropriate <laughs> because it was such an intimate kind of kind of the, the work was intimate and personal and it, I think it's better to experience it individually some work is more is more social and you can it suited the <laughs> the type of work that, that it ended mm. up being it was quieter it was personal it was closer How do you think this, your experience of like meditating on losses, or is it, maybe I'm reaching, but is it connecting you with the larger moment right now? Um, It was interesting to see how other people would read the work, and mostly it was physical touch, and maybe that was what it was about, that the, the social how we exist socially and kind of just bump against each other. A lot of it was embrace, so very intentional, being able to touch. Um, oh, I feel like I need a visual visual cue. Can, mm. I, can I show sure. you stuff? Sure, sure. So this is, this is like a, a sketch of it. What I, what I really enjoyed most was the mother embracing a son's head and just holding his head and you can see of just feeling his ear and feeling his head and <laughs> and you know how you make make real of of another person by and you become real real by that too i think that's a very that's a that's a distinct loss and it's a, it's a general that we we're aware of it that yeah. can't, we we there's, and, and with hesitancy, there's such a social hesitancy about how much touch is is fine now and how much one person is, is comfortable with the other person. Um, so, so the social cues are so confusing at the moment and, mm. and, um, and exhausting. Mm. <laughs> um, and fraught. I do have an answer for the previous question now. I think uh, the the way in which I make work differently now and how I parent differently is that I stay a bit longer. And maybe that's something that came from having to stay in lockdown, is that you now I can just stay and wait a little bit. And so I stay with one idea or I stay with one brush and I stay with one colour um, for a little bit longer and then 
new things would come up. So new ways of using the same brush. Or with the kids, it's slower and that pace is better with, with children. Even just the value of sitting together, I think that's something that we do more of now. Having them on your lap and just staying there. Maybe it is some mixture of time, fatigue, and selective memory that denatures the sting of a hard experience. But also, it can be a forced invitation to the change that we didn't realize we so desperately needed. I don't want things to go back to what they were, you know? Um, there was so much the matter with that normal, so much um, that needed sorting out. Um, so, what is that? Not, I'm not reluctant. Hesitant? Not hesitant. Ambivalent? No. Like, resistant. Resistant. <laughs> resistant to, mm-hmm. to try and just put back up what we had before. Yeah. Um, you know, there was bora in the wood. We need new structures and new... Hmm. And it's, it, this is a chance. And who said, don't waste a good crisis? Hmm. Um, might have been Churchill, I don't know. But, um, oh, that is actually something that I did learn, uh, did, did realize early on, which felt like finding something, and that is that the, <laughs> the value of art um, and how, how central it is to, like this year, it was, hmm. oh, it's not a, it's 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 not a um, you know dispensable service. It's not a. Mm. It's it's central. Mm. So I was quite happy to find that. Um, yeah, as a way of making sense and of mirroring of of showing of understanding of phrasing. It's essential to our experience. Um, but it's not even something that I, that I, that I question now. Um, and I wasn't sure before. This has been Saying Goodbye with me, Haley Gaunt. Original theme music by Brian Keidel. Search for us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.